Hello and welcome to JudgeCast. This is episode number 237. I'm one of your hosts, Brian Prilliman, and I am joined this evening by one Brogan King. One quantity one Brogan King. Hello. Hello. I got I got a question. If there were two Brogan King if there were if I had two of you, would mm-hmm. it be Brogan's King or Brogan Kings? I really like Brogan's King. Yeah. Uh because it seems like I don't Fancy. know. It's like Grand's Pre. Yeah. Um I don't know. I, I think it's pretentious and I appreciate that. <laughs> That's what I appreciate about you. <laughs> Is that what you appreciate? <laughs> oh look, hey Rock. So anyway. <laughs> uh there's like gonna be like eight people that are gonna get that joke. Letterkenny is a lot more popular than you might think among our group our of demographic. Yeah. Okay. At any rate, you should watch Letterkenny. But you should watch Letterkenny. In oh, addition ooh. to Letterkenny, <laughs> there were some policy changes uh, most recently. So this, actually, I should tell people what this episode is going to be about. So um, Letterkenny. This episode is about Letterkenny, and and no. also. And also, uh, so we were we were talking about things that that uh, for for this episode, and there were two topics that we wanted to talk about, and neither one was kind of large enough for its own episode. So you're gonna get um, sort of like, have you ever seen the movie From Dust Till Dawn? I can tell you that I have not. Okay, so From Dust Till Dawn is the first part of the movie is like a Quentin Tarantino crime type witty conversation movie where two brothers are trying you know one of them broke the other one out of prison and they're trying to escape from the law and they kidnap a family and they're trying to get to mexico this is a really long setup for it is it is a really long setup the second part of the movie is really cheesy b vampire flick i love that right it's it's and tonally it's like two different movies, and that's what this is going to be. So we're going to talk about policy changes, and then we're going to talk about... Last week, there was this thing called Judge Academy that launched, so we're going to talk a little bit about what our impressions are of that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So so I'll let you decide which is the uh, criminals escaping prison trying to get across Mexico and which is the cheesy B vampire movie. You know, you can assign... Whichever to whichever. <laughs> whichever one can be associated with whichever. And in in this report, I will explain why it's like a bad high school book report. <laughs> exactly. All right. So for, for the policy, um, we're going we're gonna to talk about some stuff because uh, Toby's blog that so there's the policy changes that come out and typically there's a, a policy perspectives blog that that comes along with it. And it's authored by one uh, Toby Elliott, and he 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 got a little creative. Oh yeah, he he got spicy with this one. He got a little creative. Uh, so when you when you start reading the policy blog to find out what changed in the policy docs, please Toby explain it to me in plain, clear, understandable English. It starts with dark times in the land of corner case i've kidnapped princess artemis and cast an illusion upon her she cannot be found the evil queen cackled and meanwhile i'm like i'm like just 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 tell me about the changes to hidden card yeah i did the same thing i i i think it's really cute but i was like okay when do i when do i get to actually know what's going on ben, banished from the land prince 
Heffernan set upon a quest to find the prince. No, I'm setting upon a quest to find the bullet points that tell me what changed. (laughs) Which are there if you scroll down to the next heading. It is, it is, but when you're on mobile, that's a lot of scrolling. So anyway, let's, let's talk about some of the things that actually changed. One of them is a clarification on this this mostly this is all clarification like like functionally things didn't change um so there just, was a just clarif- clarifying some philosophy behind some things right so there was a a clarification to what we'll just simply call the narset clause from hce so if you remember we we talked about this uh, the last the last update um basically what it said was you know um, it's not hidden card error if the opponent acknowledges the action or controls a continuous effect, modifying the game rule that was violated. Uh, we talked about this in episode 231. 231? That's six episodes ago. Mm-hmm. That's, that's like a lifetime. It, it's a million or years. Or three months. Or three months. Close enough. One, one update. So that was what it said. And if you want to be, like, very, very, very strict by that, it's not hidden card error if the opponent, um, it's not hidden card error if the opponent, dot, 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 controls the continuous effect modifying the game rule that was violated. So, if I'm doing stuff, and Narset's out there, and I've already drawn for turn, and I do whatever, and I draw a card, according to policy, it says, well, that's not hidden card error, We'll we'll evaluate that as GRV. But that wasn't the intent. The intent was... Something like, I play an effect that tells me to draw a card. Narset says, no, I can't draw a card, and I draw the card anyway. If I do something, if I'm, if I'm sitting there, like, scrying, you know, I'm supposed to scry two, and instead I just pick two cards up and put them in my hand, that's not, that doesn't invoke the Narset clause. So they changed it to just say, um, it's not hidden card error if the opponent controls the continuous effect, modifying the game rule that made the action illegal. Okay, the thing that made in in my I'm supposed to scry two and instead I draw two. The thing that made that action illegal was me just thinking that scry two said draw two. It it was not caused by the card. It right. was caught. It was while, while that card happens to be on the battlefield, cause modifying yeah. how you can draw your cards. It's not. Yeah, there's there's nothing that modifies scry two into draw two. You know, and if you're just like, I lightning bolt you, take three damage, and I'm going to draw this card here, because that's, oh, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Well, it's the Narset's on the battlefield. But Narset. But Narset, no. That's not not what the policy meant to do. Intended to do. Right. And I I don't think that a lot of people did it, but enough were being very literal. And and I get that. I, I, I understand that it's easy to take a little literal interpretation of things like that yep all right so what was what was the next <laughs> the next one is interesting um uh again a clarification uh with mulligan procedure error uh clarifying that um it it mulligan procedure error only applies to actual errors in the actions of mulliganing um not other errors that happen while you're mulliganing um, I'm trying to think of examples of this, but uh, fl- flipping over, uh, flipping over a card, right? Just, just getting to see one of the cards that you're, or donking the next card off of your library as you're mulliganing. Donking is yes. Donking, you know. Donking the it's technical term. The technical term. I believe that's in the glossary of the comprehensive rules. <laughs> yes, in there. 
And then there was another one. Um, again, also a clarification. A very weird clarification. It's it's. I, I was trying to figure out a way to work the word donking into this, and I couldn't quite do it. I'm glad you're picking up on my hip terminology. I I have started using yeet. Yes. And I have I have used the phrase weird flex, but okay at work. Oh. In, in a professional setting. I'm so happy. Um, my daughter is a visco girl, and I have been introduced to. Several slangs that I won't say because I feel really awkward saying it. Like, like I don't know. Maybe that's the way to get her to stop is if I start doing it. <laughs> It'll just be like, oh, Dad, please stop. And I'm like, no, I'm going to wear scrunchies around my wrist and seashell <laughs> necklaces and and get a Hydra Flask water bottle and say, and I oop a lot. I had to have somebody explain to me what that what a Visco girl was. Like last week, so I'm not hip anymore either. Yeah, no, I I I basically learned, and I was just like, oh, so it's like beach yuppie on the internet. On the internet, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, yeah, there there we go. That's actually the the cheesy bee vampire flick part of the episode is is you know <laughs> old people old people talking about what a visco girl is. So anyway, we're learning people all kinds of things tonight. We we are. You come here, <laughs> come for the policy discussions. Stay for the hydro flask reviews. <laughs> so, so the, the third thing that we want to talk about is they they made a change to tournament errors. It's predominantly for tardiness. So what happened here is they recently changed in the last policy update. They changed tardiness to uh, tardiness used to be or it still is. It was a game loss. If you were 30 seconds late, a minute late, five minutes late, game loss, it became a match loss at 10 minutes. Uh, but at tournaments, we kind of said, eh, it's, it's zero with a heart. So if you're, if you're heading to your, your seat, okay, we'll just kind of give you a finger wag, and that was the end of it. What they ended up doing in the last update was they said, okay, um, if you are a minute late, the first time you are a minute late, you get a warning instead. Or up to a minute late, you get a warning instead. The the heart has been defined. Codified. Yeah. Now, what the policy document said for tournament errors, uh, a second or subsequent warning for a tournament error offense in the same category, tardiness, is upgraded to a game loss. And so what was happening was people were actually interpreting this as the second time you get a tournament error tardiness, it got upgraded to a game loss. And this created a kind of a weird situation where let's say I'm five minutes late round one. Okay. I'm five minutes late. That's tardiness. That's a game loss. Round two, I'm out smoking. I don't hear the announcement. I'm 30 seconds late. Because you've learned your lesson mostly. I'm going to get a warning. Now it's the second time I've gotten a tardiness, a, a, a tardiness, but it's not the second time that I've got a warning for tardiness. So that must upgrade, right? Right. So no. So now <laughs> with the clarification, it is upgraded to a game loss if the player has already received a warning for an offense. And this is this applies to tournament errors. So if you somehow get a warning for deck problem, okay? So so sorry, if you get a game loss for deck problem and then a then you get another 
deck problem that would normally be a warning, well, it's still going to be a warning. It doesn't get upgraded. Okay, so this also applies to tournament turn, uh, tournament error. So the first time I get a game loss because I'm five minutes late. Second round, I'm 30 seconds late. I get my warning. Third round, now we're in the criteria where I'm 30 seconds late. Well, I already got my warning. I already got my freebie. You, you, you had your game loss. You had your first warning. Right. You have your second warning, which now upgrades you. Right, my second, my second warning. And that applies to all tournament errors. It's just that most most tournament errors like well i guess there's there's slow play but that always you know you, you, I don't think you ever got you never got a, a an upgrade to slow or <laughs> you used to used to what yeah slow play slow play actually used to have this really weird upgrade that said something along the lines of if the head judge feels that the slow play like really impacted the results of the match and you can upgrade it to a, a game loss. And uh, for the longest time, because I, I, I managed the the annotated IPG, I'd ask the I'd ask the people as like, "Hey, what about this? What? Is, what, what? How do I explain that to people? Because it's like, uh, what does this mean? What does this mean?" And basically, the best I got was, "It's just there as a tool in case the head judge needs it." I was like, "Yeah, but can you give me the criteria as to when the head judge would need it?" And they were like, eh. Discretion. Yeah, a little bit. Oof. And and eventually they were like, ah, I don't think anybody's done this in like a decade, so let's remove it. Makes sense to me. It does. But anyway, um, there was like one other thing about uh, uh, double GRVs where it's like, hey, don't jump the gun. Like, if, uh, if, if I do it, if, you know, if uh, I path to exile Brogan's creature... And Brogan puts it in the graveyard, and then we, you know, then we, then I point out and say, "Hey, that should be exiled, not in the, not in the graveyard." Well, I pointed that out pretty quick, you know. And we can correct that. Call a judge, you know. Brogan gets the gets the GRV. That's not a double GRV don't, at that point. Yeah, don't GRV the person who quickly noticed what was going on and it wasn't right. And, but and they pointed it out. If it's been a bit, yeah. Then yeah, double GRV that. But but I'm I'm kind of pointing it out at the at the at the first opportunity. And and for me as the person who put it in in the wrong place, so I don't know, Brian. What do you think about the line on that? Like, so do you? Is there so, a go ahead? Uh, so so realistically, in the in the example that I just I just lined out, like if you go to put it in the graveyard, and I'm like, hey, that should be an exile. Um. Real and and we call a judge. Like realistically, what I think is going to happen is you're just going to go oh, and you're going to move and it. Just move it two inches to the to the left to whatever direction your great yeah. your exile Slide zone is. To the left, you know, crisscross. Criss wow. There you go. <laughs> so so, um, <laughs> I'm thrown off my game. Podcast pros. I'm thrown off. I don't know how to. <laughs> don't know how to respond to someone getting my reference. <laughs> uh so I'm, there are i think there are a lot of I don't, scenarios like that where if players figure things out let them figure things out but right but it's it's gonna be like if if uh if if i go to cast a spell for the wrong amount of because you have like a thalia out and i go to cast a spell and you know so i cast i cast the spell and you go uh okay wait Hold on, that should be one more judge, 
and then I come over, you know, I'm not going to, uh, or I, wait, I'm in both of those examples. Um, the judge comes over and, you know, looks at, looks at the situation that it's going to be a GRV on, I think me, you had the thought you, so me for casting the spell for the incorrect mana. I'm mixing all this. Up. <laughs> whoever um, cast the spell, whoever cast the spell is going to get the GRV. Right. Okay. So, uh, the, the person who's pointing it out shouldn't be punished for immediately pointing something out that they couldn't have physically the controlled. The opponent. Yeah. Right? The controller, the controller, the, the, the person with the Thalia in that particular example, you know, the active player cast the spell, didn't tap for Thalia. The Thalia player's like, hold on, that costs one more. Judge, judge comes over. Um, and then it's going to be a GRV for the person that cast the spell. Now, if it had gone a little while and there's a combat in there, it's like, hey, you should have paid one more for that Thalia. Then we remember the Thalia at some right. weird moment after the fact. Right. Yeah, so the, the exact the exact wording is if the game has proceeded past the point where an opponent could be reasonably expected to notice the error, the opponent has also committed an infraction. And this is in the case where we both were both responsible for the... Uh, for making sure that things resolve in a certain way when yep. the rules are modified. Yep. Do we want to talk about? Uh, do we want to move into the second half of our? Yeah, let's let's move into talk about Judge Academy. Probably before before we get into talking about Judge Academy, just some disclosures here. Um, I am for, from a Judge Academy standpoint. I am on what's called the Board of Advisors. That is a contracted position. It is not an employment uh, relationship in that regard. But yeah, basically, I'm on a, an email distribution, and when they have ideas about things, uh, they they get feedback from a, a group of, I think there's like seven or eight of us. You get to voice your opinions on some things that are going on. Yeah. Um, as for myself, I am not personally involved uh, with... Uh, Judge Academy, the organization, my, but my husband, Eric Dustin Brown, is the uh, community coordinator for U.S. East. Um, and he, again, he is also uh, in a contracting position. Uh, so while I am not uh, personally invested, I have connections in that way that I feel are worth disclosing. Judge Academy launched last Tuesday at the time of this recording. So let's 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 talk a little bit about like how that how that went, and then we can talk some about what the the content of the website is, and like kind of just how the how the transition migration has gone on. Yeah. Uh, what I thought. So pre pre launch communication. I know that there was a lot of people that were were on edge mm-hmm. because you know like the the date was. The date was coming, the date was coming, and we, we, we know the whole. day, what's the timing, what's that going to look like? There were a few announcements on Facebook. Uh, there wasn't a whole lot on Twitter, which I know that the the MTG community is, you know, you've got a lot of people on Twitter, a lot of people on Facebook, uh, a lot of people on both, but you also have a lot of people on w- only one of the two. It's it's always going to be hard to, to hit everyone everywhere without just feeling like you're spamming people. Um, and I get that. Uh, well, yeah, we're, but at the same time, so we're 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 in a world where uh, you've got you've got your preferred platform of choice, and so you think that the the information is, that is always you going want, to be on your platform. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I don't I don't know if that's a reason. Like, 
in one respect, I think that's reasonable. And on another hand, I'm like, eh. But, but you know, having it on Facebook is kind of expected. Having it on Twitter is kind of expected, too. And 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 to some degree, there, there's there been some amount of, well, if you want that information, you can go seek it out. But also, if you don't know that it's, if you don't know where it's going to be, it's hard to know where right. to seek that out. Right. Uh, now, one, one thing that they've done that's kind of cool is they've had a, a Twitch stream on Wednesdays, and it's twice a day. Uh, so far, it's I think it's always been Nicolette, and she's there uh, taking taking questions from Twitch, so people can ask ask questions directly of Judge Academy. She'll read them and respond to them. And the um, the videos of the recordings from the previous office hours are available on their Twitch channel. Okay. As I I, I only know this because I looked it up just now. This might be this might be where where I'm old man Prilliman because I have Twitch on my mobile and I can't figure out how to view the old Twitch stuff. So, oh, there's uh, on the channel there should be a tab for videos, and that's where I found it. I I don't <laughs> I don't I don't Twitch, um, very very often. Uh, there has been uh. I've seen I've seen some people saying, "Oh, well, they shouldn't make announcements or release information via the Twitch channel or they should provide like a written, you know, a written report." I don't think the purpose of that is to release information. It's basically been kind of like office hours in the sense that, you know, "Hey, I'm here sitting in a room. If you have a question, ask me a question, I'll answer it." But I it hasn't seemed like there's been like an agenda where they're making announcements for things. Um, which is Kind of, kind of cool in the sense that you you know that if you want to talk directly to the Judge Academy and you don't want to do something through an email, you actually can. You and you, you the, have access to a real human being. Nicolette did office hours. I think where she got the idea from that is she did that in our southeast region. Um, when Jess was on the show, uh, she did southeast office hours while we recorded JudgeCast. So and that was well attended mm-hmm. by. Uh, by judges and it worked out well and that's probably where they they got the idea to carry that forward yeah the the, the pre-launch communication there was a lot of a lot of uncertainty people were were scared and you know october 1st is coming up we don't know we don't know what's going to happen on october 1st it was well, the, this huge big looming deadline of of what's going to happen on this day yeah and it was there was a lot of anxiety a lot of people like watching Facebook and stuff like that. There was a lot of people with an awful lot of feels. Oh yeah, there there were a lot of rest in peace judge program. Lots of there, a lot of retrospection in a, amongst all the the concerns. There was just a lot of looking back on people's relationships with judging over time and looking toward the future. I don't know. I think it was I think it was an interesting day. So um, so the site launched on October 1st. It was probably later than a lot of people were uh hoping for. Right. There I I was surprised by the number of people that were expecting it to be up midnight, you know, 12:01 yeah. a.m. their time zone. Mhm. I I get it. Be, I mean, I don't get their time zone, but I get Oh, it's it's midnight. I want this thing to be live because it's this day. This thing ended, and this thing is starting. I understand, but at at it 
happens a lot with a lot of websites and some games even where you just you don't know what time it's going to be and you kind of have to wait it out. I think we established that midnight pre-releases really suck. So, you know, <laughs> we've learned. Right. So, I was I was under the well, let's give them until like 9 a.m. their time zone. You know, it ended up being a few hours later than that. Okay, sure, there's some technical difficulties. I've heard a lot of rumors as to as to what and why caused it, but about 5 p.m. my time, East Coast time, uh, the site was up, and a lot of people were getting on it, and it wasn't seeming to crash. And I'll tell you that that was always a thing with, with Judge Apps. There was kind of a fear when uh, Exemplar was released. It was just being bombarded. Yeah, so the the site seemed to hold up pretty okay with the number of people flooding in uh, to to get in there and root around. There were a lot of people also throughout the day who were saying they're just you know refreshing all day all day long, and that doesn't help. That's not going to help you get to your content faster. I, I saw that and I I kind of got a little. It's like, dude, just chill. <laughs> but. But it, it just means people are excited, and that's cool. That was how that was how I had to frame it, which was they're they're, they're excited, or there's the the I want to get in there and complain about what I see. I want I need to get in there to roast it. Those were probably when I was seeing a lot of people talking about hitting F five. Those were the two. Those were the two extremes. Mm-hmm. So the site was launched. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know. There was they 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 there was uh, an announcement from Tim Shields. There was. One thing that was kind of cool, I don't see this on our show notes anywhere, but they made an announcement regarding the other countries. Yeah. So this was this was not... The groups that were not supported and are not currently supported. Right. When they announced that Judge Academy was going to be a thing, they were like, hey, we're going to be able to support North America, Canada, most of, most of Europe, uh, a, few, a, few other, a few other areas, and then we're going to roll out the the other regions as soon as legal can make it happen right and then on the same day they announced hey and and we were you know the pcs we were like okay we don't know how long this is going to be we spun up we had a selection process to find a a legacy program coordinator because we're we're actually thinking this is going to be six months a year two years kind of thing and it it isn't it's going to be uh january 1st is the the they're going to roll out to the rest of the rest of the countries all the unsupported at launch areas right so that was a you know that that public release was a, a surprise i think that's a big win it it was cuz there there was a lot of there was a lot of people that were you know this is this isn't going to be a priority for them we're going to be forgotten about and it it was reassuring and also it's 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 one less thing to be uncertain about because that's it's so easy when when things are changing to to look at where the gaps are and go well this gap is never going to get filled and and what is this going to look like from a pc from a former pc standpoint like one of our things when we when we found out that that Digi academy wasn't going to support all of the, the the regions, and we didn't know when they were. We we're like, okay, we need to we need to make, make a plan. Sure we need to make a plan, and then you know we we started getting word that you know maybe 
maybe something's maybe something's coming, but we still had to we still had to continue continue on. But re- realistically, we were yeah, it's like we got to figure out a way to keep those those unsupported regions su- supported in some way, shape, or form. All right, so so that was that's huge. That's great. Uh, super excited to see that. Uh, the website itself, like I logged on that evening for the first time, created an account. Wasn't hard, but wasn't easy. It's, I think in general, it is a website that is reasonably simple to navigate if you are somebody who is already used to technology and websites and having to sort of click around and figure things out. I don't think that it's necessarily the most intuitive as far as knowing where different things are on the website and how to get to specific pieces. Um, but yeah, I, I think, I think there probably could, could have been a, like an FAQ or maybe like a, a, an instruction of, you know, first time on the website, Mm -hmm. here's because, because what, what people were, I think what people wanted to do was predominantly they wanted to pay their dues so that they could migrate their accounts over, migrate their accounts, migrate their information, uh, and then check out the, the, the content. And those were kind of the two the two big things, and I think you were kind of left to kind of figure it out on your own. And you were, you know, or I, I was. I'm yeah. not I'm not super technologically inclined in this kind of thing, and I was able to click around and figure it out. So I know at least someone can. <laughs> right. I I I, I d- dug around and I figured out how to to migrate, and I figured out how to then buy uh, whatever, but. It was weird when it was like, okay, I need to say that I'm level two, and I couldn't just go to the thing that says, give me my level two subscription, because it's like, you can't do this, but it then didn't give me the instructions for how I can do that. Right. They had the they had the tools there, but I don't, I don't, I don't It just required some clicking around. It did. And and with, with this, and with, I think, a lot of other things that we can say about about the launch and about the website is that we they did not have a whole lot of time to make this all happen in and it functions you know yeah it 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 does it yes it does it does function it it gets you it gets you from point a to point b mm-hmm. there there is a lot of white i don't know if this is just because of my aesthetic there seems to be a whole lot of white space on the screens yeah if you if you have a, a bigger monitor or whatever it yeah there's there's a fair amount of of blank space on mobile things get a little wonky but it's still usable like yeah. i i listened to some modules earlier today um from my phone and yeah. it's it's still navigable it's i don't think it's necessarily tricked out for that but it, it it'll do uh, so you mentioned you mentioned doing doing modules so that's one of the big things is people were saying what do i get what do i get for my subscription what's what's there now they've they've said up front that at launch the modules that existed were going to be geared towards level ones okay so what what kind of what kind of modules were there for for level ones there's a lot and i'm clicking around the website right now and it's interesting because you have to sign up for individual courses but then if you want to look at what courses you've taken that's on a different tab and then you can skip this and go into the course catalog. Um, so you know what you know what this reminded me of. 
uh, and this might not be something that a lot of our listeners are familiar with because judges tend to skew young mm -hmm. and maybe aren't part of, air quotes, corporate America. But this this actually struck me as like the compliance training that I have to take at, at work or the layout in the sense that, you know, I have this page that tells me what modules I need to take, then I need to go register for that module and then go take the module and take a test at the end. No, I have to do this for work too. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, you're you're corporate. I'm America also corporate too. America, though. You are. <laughs> uh, you, you're, you're. When they talk about the man keeping you down, that's oh, me. that's me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you yeah. are. So yeah, so there, there, there are you know probably like close to like thirty modules, forty modules. Excuse me while I count them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Podcast pros. Uh, I'm gonna fill the dead air. Uh, click on our uh, thirty. Join our Patreon. <laughs> our totally existing Patreon. There's 30. Okay, so there's there's 30 modules, and a little more than half of them are what's considered uh, either core competency, which is rules, stuff, or event management. You know, So you've got core competency, which is, again, focused for L1s. You've got steps and phases of a turn. You've got replacement effects. You've got combat, keywords, state-based actions. And then after you do the rule stuff, hey, you take the rules advisor test. Then you have event management, which is, you know, tournament rules, judging it regular, in-depth, logistics of running an event. Actually running a tournament. Right. And so here's one of the things I actually released on my personal Facebook wall about a month and ago. So I was the L1 redefinition lead. We, we had an L1 redefinition that I was extremely proud of that was going to raise the bar for level one and keep the emphasis on rules what it is now, you know, what we've got currently, but elevate the importance of actually running an event. Because in my mind, that was what made L1 more special than the guy behind the counter at the local store. Like someone right. who is actually wanting to make events happen and do a good job, as opposed to the person that's just there. Right. It's the, there. There is value added beyond just... Hello, I can answer some rules questions. I can tell you the difference between uh, a Shroud and Hexproof. And so a lot of these uh, uh, event management and community building things for, for L1 were actually going to be in the L1 redefinition. Nothing as fancy as having like modules and stuff like that. Like we hadn't actually worked out how we were going to train people on this stuff. But making announcements, being able to plan product distribution at a pre-release. These were things that we wanted to be requirements for testing to be level one. So their inclusion in the L1 skill tree is I'm 100% on board with having these requirements be there because we needed something like, like one of the, one of the complaints with L1 is I'm not needed for anything. I don't feel special. You know, you know, someone just a normal store employee can, can do my job. It's like, well, yeah, if your job is just explaining how trample works, yeah, Google can do your job. Right, right. There's, there, there is no additional standout, this is something I can do that isn't, isn't something just anyone can do. Right. But uh, helping teach the game, making good announcements, scorekeeping, those are things that a Google search can't do. And running the event, uh, uh, handling 
conflicts between players de-escalating situations. These are things that we want our judges to know. You know, we we want them to be confident that if someone uses a slur that they can get in there and be like, hey, and they can deal with it appropriately as opposed to just going like, oh, well, I'm going to, I don't want to cause a scene, so I'm just going to pretend that I didn't hear anything. People have always talked about how judges are supposed to be Represent- representative of the community and good stewards for for new players and for the community as a whole. And with previous definitions of level one, that wasn't actually represented in in the in what you needed to know to be level one. So these are the goals. So like reading reading the skills, you know, like uh, building relationships with local stores, event logistics, public speaking, making announcements. These are all awesome categories that we want people to know now they're and they're modules now let's talk a little bit about the modules themselves they're 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 kind of a, a, a little bit of a mixed bag there's a wide variety of of ways of ways things are presented and just varying levels of of knowledge and i think the biggest thing from what i've scene is that everyone seems knowledgeable about what they're talking about, which makes sense because they made these things. But I think the difference comes in whether or not the people doing them have make you believe that you should listen to them, if that makes sense. <laughs> everyone that made these modules, when when going through the list of, of seeing who made them, these were these were judges. These were they put out a call, Judge Academy put out a call and said, who's going to, you know, do you want to make one of these one of these modules? Here's an application process. And judges judges applied for these things. And I've seen some modules by level two, some by level threes. If I've seen one by a level one, I didn't realize it. I think I saw one by a level one. So these are judges from the judge community making these 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 products. And I think some of them are very good. Some of them could use, you know, uh, maybe another uh, iteration to clean up some of the, the rough edges. And a, and a remembering of, of who the audience is. You know, don't, don't forget who your audience is. If I've had to tell a couple of people this, that this, these modules were not made for people who have... The, all of the the context and have been doing this for a really long time and I've had it I've heard from a few l1s who need to take sort of the, the who need to take these um the modules that are they're experienced l1s they've just been l1 for a really long time and they're like I know all this stuff I feel I don't feel good about I feel like I'm being talked down to in having to to listen to some of these and I I get it but we need to be able, like, these need to be able to train the new L1s who don't have that context. And with because L1 is different, the expectations for L1 are different, not all existing L1s will have this new information. Yes, there are, there are people, there are experienced L1s who know how to do this kind of stuff, yet being able to figure out and tell the difference between the ones that are, air quotes, good enough, like, what criteria do you use to determine that? Who we have to have something <laughs> you gotta you gotta the there a line has to exist yep and so um i I don't necessarily have a have a have a problem i I'm sure that when l two gets redefined there's gonna be modules that l twos have to do and there's gonna be modules that l threes have to do 
and just you know do them <laughs> just just do just, um yeah if you're invested and, and it, in like i i get it having to nobody likes doing their mandatory work training either i don't i don't like having to to every six months watch a video on how credit card numbers shouldn't be sent through email but i do because i need to make sure that my coworkers who don't know that are told that yeah. I've I've worked for, I've worked for the same company for twenty years and every year the co- I I have the same five compliance training modules that I have to take on the same topics and they change it up a little bit but it's the same information. Um, uh. While we're talking about modules, um, yeah. something I noticed in the ones that I was going through is that there is just a a wildly varying difficulty in um, the not necessarily difficulty ways of presenting the quizzes. Um, some of them are presented very like you can sort of copy and paste it directly from the presentation. Some of them are, <laughs> have a little bit more sort of critical thought put into them and like give you a little story. Not, not to mm. say that people didn't put thought into these, but I mean, in if, if one, gives me like a little story problem and a scenario to have to go back through their what they were talking about and that's that that's more thought than if if I can bring up the the text version of the module and control F to find the answers to the questions right. I'm I'm a little meh right on that now can we have a a a brief aside about like taking taking the test online as opposed to 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 physical in front of a person I, I, I have a I have a minor old man rant and I and I realize that I'm in the minority on this opinion. In that people shouldn't just be able to have the tab open while they're taking the quiz. I hate open book tests. <laughs> I understand. And I realize that 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 things have changed. Like smartphones are much more ubiquitous now. And there was like several years ago, there was this this push of you know many many years ago. It was if you have to look up the answer, you 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 fail. You shouldn't have to look it up. You should know it. And then what happened is, is a lot of people were confident that they were right, but they really weren't, or they didn't. They were kind of embarrassed to look things up, so that they would actually make a ruling and it would be wrong. So there was kind of this push of no, no, no. It's it's less bad to make a wrong rule. It's it's less bad to look it up than it is to make a wrong ruling. Right. I completely, I completely, one hundred percent agree with that. But I, I, I kind of feel that you, you shouldn't have to look it up. Right, it's it's being able to use your reference materials is a useful skill. Mm-hmm. However, um, taking that and internalizing it and being able to internalize it is more useful for how we're actually going to be interacting with the world around us as judges. Now, the counter the counterpoint is there have actually been studies that show that. Um, open book test people are more likely to retain information from an open book test than a closed book test. Huh. Which I'm like, okay. Um, my my counter to that is, well, then cool, make the practice tests open book so that they can retain that information so that they don't have to do open book for the actual test. Like, right. don't don't get me wrong. If you don't know the answer to a question, look it up. I'm not going to, you know, 
mock you for or 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 or, or look down on you for for doing that. Um, but at the at the same time, that's your safety net. If you go to the circus and you're watching a trapeze artist and they keep falling off the the rings and landing in the safety net, then you're just gonna be like, ah. They're not okay. dead, but they're not working as intended. <laughs> right, and that's and this is. I want to clarify that this is my personal opinion. I realize that that this that other people are going to feel feel different. I I personally think that the the closed book tests are a better representation of what we would like to see uh, from judges on the floor. I realize that there's some people that disagree with that, and they think that being able to look up and find the answers in the books and the guides is a valuable skill to have. I don't disagree with that at all. You absolutely should, if you don't know the answer to the question, you absolutely should be able to look it up and find it. I would just like you to have realized that you don't know the answer to the question, looked it up, and have found it before the actual test. I see. I have beef with the other part of this, the way the quizzes are handled, in that there's no consequences for failure. Uh, I don't know what that says about me as a person, but I feel like <laughs> if you're taking, I feel like a test should have significance. And I feel like if you can just spam the quiz over and over and over again, you're not learning anything. You can just brute force it. But I, I accept that the average person is not going to do that. I accept that that is, that that's not the, how people have to interact with quizzes. But I feel like there should be some at least brief cool down or some sort of <laughs> making a statement on, I don't know. I feel like there should be supplementary materials if, if you fail your modules. Yeah. And, and I don't, I don't necessarily know how, how judge Academy is going to address that or if they are. And and I'm here and I'm here doing the thing that I hate when people do and say, here's a problem I have and not offering any alternatives. I am acknowledging that that's what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm I I am here to say I know I am not providing a a helpful alternative, but I think it would be helpful. <laughs> the counter to that is one of the things that we've had when we've had the L1 and the L2 tests and we've had we in, in the legacy judge program we had a 2 to 3 month cooldown. There's a lot of people that said I don't understand why I can't just retake it. You know, we were like, well, you, you, you know, we want to have this time for you to go back and, and, you know, think about and study and stuff like that. And I actually don't know how helpful that was in the sense of I know a few people that failed like their L2 and we were like, OK, here's the cooldown. Go back and study. And then they just didn't. And then right. they just, you know, three months later, let me take it again. Spend the dice. Oh, this time I got an 84. Right. What I have noticed is that the Judge Academy has been super receptive to feedback. I think that's with I mean with everything I think that's really really important in this whole process. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a process that's going to get refined. They're going to have lessons learned. They're going to make tweaks. They're going to make changes and I feel I feel good about that particular aspect. I know that some of the conclusions that they that they that they come to and they implement, they'll have considerations and concerns that aren't the same considerations and concerns that I have. You know, shocker. I have to. I have to accept the fact that hey, I'm not always right. Right. I think I am, but I also realize that I'm not. Problem is knowing when you think you're right, but you're not. Knowing when those situations. Knowing what knowing what you don't know is is a one of the most common failures in uh in humans in my experience 
is just not having self-awareness. Getting back on the modules, there are some modules that are really, really good. There are some modules that I think probably have could could use a few more examples or have some pacing issues. Maybe they're too fast or too slow. I overall think that this bodes well for the L2 and L3 stuff because I think they're getting a lot they're getting a lot of lessons learned from from that stuff so that they'll have to to integrate in. So so you think there will be a little bit more consistency in how those are presented as they implement sort of phase 2. I mean, I'm basing I'm basing that on simply the fact that they seem genuinely receptive to feedback and they haven't made a a a pull for content yet yeah. for those things. So I have a feeling that they're they're they've got an opportunity to fix it and I don't see any reason why they wouldn't. Makes sense. The forums right now are probably a little bit underused. People are still continuing to use judge apps, which is understandable at where we are in the game. Right. F- figuring out what communication is going to look like, what what regional communities have shifted to where, where your resources are. Is there... Do I use the nor- the Mid-Atlantic Slack, the Northeast Slack, a totally different Slack? Uh, the answer is a totally different Slack. And are there Facebook groups? What does that look like? So... They've got an events set up. I haven't spent a whole lot of time playing with it. It looks like if the if the filter criteria stuff is pretty powerful, then it looks like it it's going to be pretty cool. If they can't, if if I can't start filtering, because it's got a it's got a calendar view where I can see all the events on the calendar. But if I can't filter it out to just the stuff that's near me or within like a range that I care about, then uh, again, I haven't played with it, so I don't. I probably shouldn't be talking. I probably shouldn't be talking about a thing that I don't have knowledge of. You're saying you don't want to go to the St. Louis Judge Meetup on there Friday? There is a, a, an International Magic Judge General Conference in P- Piancia on the 26th of this month. So, you know, I, I'm going to uh, get in there. apply to that. Uh, yeah, I'm going to get in there. I got a, I got a map. It's it's in Italy. You know, I can see in Google where I, I don't like that. <laughs> I'm sure. I mean, there's there's a little filter icon down here. I can probably figure out a way to get rid of it. I just it's in beta. So one one thing that's kind of surprised me is, or, or not really surprised me, uh, shouldn't be of any surprises. The community is still the community. Like we transitioned over to Judge Academy, and the regional regional communication platforms are still there. People are still talking. People are still teaching each other. Uh, I'm still updating the annotated IPG <laughs> along with several other people on my team. You know, projects are still happening. One of the guys out um, out in Europe does the the feedback cards with tokens, you know, token art getting those, put out orders for them. So a lot of the, the little gears that, that are part of the judge program that we know and love, they're still going. They're still going to happen. Yeah, the, the day-to-day operations and your friends are still around. I have seen some... Areas talking about the loss of area captains, right? That's that's a thing that like that's understandable. It is. It it's area captains were inconsistently used across the program. So so what an area captain was is you had the regional coordinator in charge of several, you know, in in the U.S. it was several states, and so they might break uh, the region up by state or by fractions of a state, and then they would have an area captain, uh, kind of be the point of contact for that particular area. It worked. It worked well for some regions, and other regions didn't really need area captains. So it's 
been a loss for the regions that used them and not really a loss for the regions that just had area captains in name only because every every state kind of has one or two uh, people that kind of gravitate to the top. They're kind of your go-to person. General contacts. Right. Yeah. And those people would end up getting the title of area captain. Well, they're still the go-to person. They just don't necessarily have a title. Right. In, in a lot of places, these were people that sort of kind of popped up organically and just to, to fill a role. And then that was codified or or not. And those people who will step up and fill that role are still going to do so and be there and represent their communities how they can. Overall, I think that there's going to be some some culture shift. Uh, I I like the, the change to L1 where they added the electives. They added the stuff that was more than just rules and, and you know, jar. They added they added additional stuff. I, I'm hoping that we'll see a positive positive consequence of this stuff in like a year or two down the road. And I think that's how long it's going to be before we see like the changes shake out. And I base that on when we redefined level one back in 2012, it actually kind of took us about two to three years to actually see the change there. And when we changed L2, it took us about two to three years. Like there, there's a, a delay in making a change and then seeing what the result and, and having the result of that change realized. So we're not going to be, I don't think we're going to be able to make any short-term predictions on this as to how it's going to how it's going to impact it's going to be looking you know a year or three down the road yeah it's it's certainly going to be a, a longer term thing overall i i think if this if the judge academy is going to be successful then that's something that that from a culture standpoint all of us have to uh chime in or join in and 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 work to make the, the the judge community what it was and you know still still help and still mentor each other just because there's modules on the judge academy page doesn't necessarily mean that i'm not gonna you know help someone understand layers because they ask right this is not to take the place of of individual judges helping individual judges right i might tell them to go listen to the layer episode of judge cast though <laughs> oh yeah just judge cast still exists y'all you can we're not modules, yes. but we're still here to talk at you. We have done, we've done like an episode on like almost every every module. <laughs> um, <laughs> but oh yeah, yeah, we're that's some that's pride right there is what that is. Gotta we, we're Judge Academy now. No, we're not. I'm not not even gonna <laughs> go down that path. Yeah, we we've not we've not done an episode on demoing magic because I don't know how that would work in podcast form. But uh, uh, hopefully, hopefully you've learned a lot about fostering a positive environment from listening to us. Listening to us talk about weird old movies no one ever, no one's ever seen, and making references to the Cha Cha Slide. But no, like it, it's going to. I don't think either of us are sitting here saying, "Oh, y'all just need to just get in line and do exactly what they want you to do, and accept that this is this is how things need to be." As Brian said, like they're they're doing what they can to take feedback and adjust things. So we need people with a critical mind to be able to provide that feedback. You can't if 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 everything was just everyone being completely supportive and saying this is great all the time, nothing would ever get better. So yeah. So overall impressions, I think they did a lot of work in a very short amount of time. I think that. 
there's some rough patches, but that's to be expected. They're a new business. This is a small business. You know, we, you might, you might, it might seem kind of weird, but this is a small business, and small businesses have trouble the 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 first year. And I I think it's probably our our expectations are going to be pretty high, and we need we need to temper that with the realization that this is not a established company that's been doing things for twenty twenty five years. Right. No, it's it's a it's a it's a new team, and we need to we need to be able to hold them to to. Like we need to be able to hold them accountable when things are problems, but we also need to be understanding that their team is still new and figuring things out. All right, I think we may have talked some of some of our module opinions to death a little bit. So we should get on, go on our merry. We should, in fact, that... go on our merry. All right. Uh, anything else you want to discuss or bring up while we're here? No. All righty. Well. Uh, thank you all for coming to our sort of two-part episode. Um, as Brian said, you can determine <laughs> what part was what. Um, if you like our show or want to reach out to us, you can find our archives at judgecast.com. You can reach out to us on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash judgecast, at, on Twitter, uh, at t- judgecast on Twitter, and through email at judgecast at gmail.com. That all being said, my name is Brogan King, and I keep it fun. I'm Brian Prillman, and I keep looking from Dust Till Dawn quotes that I can include in the final sign-off, and and I can't because they've all got profanity in them. I, I don't know how I've never heard of this movie.